They are the high kids. Your host today is Benji. High kids for kids by kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show on 101.9. Thank you for choosing the High Kids Show on High FM and also Happy Women's Day. My name is Benji. My name is Benjamin and I am 11 years old and I will be hosting for you today. This is High Kids for kids by kids. So coming up on Chai Kids today, I will be interviewing Michelle Barker. She is a handwriting analyst, analyst for personality profiling. So stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM to learn more about what she does and how fun it can be. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a guess the song challenge to challenge your musical knowledge. So stay tuned. You do not want to miss this kids show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and it's charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010-140-3020. Get ready for a very interesting show on Ha Kids today. Maybe he's right. Maybe there is something the matter with me. I just don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be bad. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? Look at this trove. Treasures untold How many wonders can one cavern hold Looking around here you think Sure She's got everything I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty I've got who's it's and what's it's galore You want thingamabobs? I got twenty But who cares? No big deal I want more Wanna see, wanna see 'em dancing, walking around on those. What do you call 'em? Oh, feet. Flipping your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along down a. What's that word again? Street. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day. Wish I could be part of that world. What would I give if I could live out of these waters? What would I pay to spend a day warm on the sand? Betcha on land they understand that they don't reprimand their daughters. Bright young women, sick of swimming. Ready to stand, I'm ready to know what the people know. Ask them my questions and get some answers. What's a fire and why does it? What's the word? Burn. When's it my turn? Wouldn't I love, love, 
by kids. For kids, by kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Benji. That song was part of your world from The Little Mermaid. This is Chai Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Benjamin and I'm your host for today. Before we start the interview with Michelle Barker, handwriting analyst for personality profiling, I want to introduce the tongue twister for today. It is Nan, Nas, Nat, Nurses, Nursing, Nicely. I repeat, Nan, Nas, Nat, Nurses, Nursing, Nicely. A bit later, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. So call me on 0101. 01 40 30 20 to see if you can say it faster than me. Also, I guess the song ch- for today is. Send me an SMS on 34519 or Telegram 061. 895-1019 to see if you know the answer and you could send a chance to send a shout out to your friends in school. I have Michelle Barker and she is a handwriting analyst for personality profiling with me in studio today. So if you have any questions for her, you can send them on 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Michelle Barker. How are you? Hi, Benji. Thanks for having me. I'm great. Thanks. And you? I am amazing. Thank you. Okay, so um, what is a handwriting analyst? So you've got the two sides of handwriting analysis. The one is the where you actually just analyze the handwriting from a personality and character point of view. And then the other one is the forensic. But we're going to focus on the analysis part today, which is the more fun, what well, I believe is the more fun part. Um, where we look into your characteristics and your and your personality. So we go into things like your intelligence, your flexibility, your impulse control, which is um, whether you're going to get yourself into trouble or not, what your self-discipline is like, how your planning skills are, um, your intelligence and the different types of intelligence. So whether you get your like your school intelligence or you've got emotional intelligence, which is dealing with people, all that kind of stuff we can go into. So if you can do handwriting analysis, it's sort of like an IQ test. Yes, so you wouldn't get it to the point of what your score is in 140, but you would be able to see that this, what type of intelligence the person has and where they're above average um, and certain areas where they might be either standard or below average, but yes. That sounds amazing already. I never knew you could figure out such things just by looking at someone's handwriting. So your handwriting is um, it's brain writing. So it's something that we can't control. When we write, it gives our brain is is forming those letters and words on the paper. So if you, for example, have a problem with your with your blood, it will show in your handwriting because the pen is ref- the ink is reflective of your blood. Um, if you're in an accident and you have to learn to write with your toes instead of your fingers, um, ultimately your toe handwriting or foot writing would look the same as your old handwriting. Amazing. So when did you become a handwriting analyst? 
oh, it's probably about 10 years ago. I used to be in human resources, um, and I've always loved looking at the way people think and what makes people behave the way they do. Um, and I had been exposed to handwriting analysis as a, in a company that looked at potential for fraud. And um, so that's what my first exposure to it was, and, and so I decided to study it. Amazing. Thank How you. do you become a handwriting analyst? I studied through a company called Graphinex. Um, it's, they, they specialize in this, and um, I think it took me about three years to do, but that was part-time. So I would attend night classes, um, and then you had to write exams, and you had to do an internship where you had to get a, a whole lot of handwritings and use them for the different tools. So compatibility in relationships, you could look at... Um, um, psychological disorders, you could look at it from a recruitment point of view, you could look at it for career guidance, subject choices, that type of thing. So it was quite an intense program. So when I was doing my research for this interview, uh, I heard uh, the word graphology yes. quite a couple times when I was researching. Can you maybe explain what graphology is? So handwriting analysis is almost the more modern term of graphology, but it's the same thing, where you're going into the, it's, it's the handwriting analysis. I think it's a bit more updated these days um, because you've got so many other ways that a person can sign, for example, an online signature, that kind of thing, whereas in the olden days it was literally just handwriting analysis, but it really is the same thing. So besides doing classes and exams, how do you become a handwriting analyst, like um, learning the skills and that memory of if someone's handwriting looks like that and then they're this type of person? Lots and lots and lots of practice, like anything in life, lots of practice. So as each week when I would go to my classes, I would look for things that I had studied in that week in someone's handwriting. And we often think we don't write a lot, but we actually do. We will write a note in class to your friends. Um, you'll, you'll make a, a little note on a piece of paper to remind yourself of, to do something later on. And all that adds up. So we, we write quite a lot. And um, then I would look at it. Or people's signatures also. We, we sign our names a lot. Okay. Um. Can you study graphology at university? I don't think so, no. It's um, it's it's a bit of a a weird subject in that it's it's a, it's considered a pseudoscience. So because our handwriting is influenced by our moods, so if you're in a very anxious state, your handwriting will reflect that. Tomorrow, if you're a lot calmer, your handwriting will reflect that you're a lot calmer. And so because it changes, it's it's not considered a, a science. But it's often used within sciences, for example, psychology or on the forensic side, because there are certain things that will always be the same. It's quite big in Israel, actually, handwriting analysis. How is it, why is it big in Israel, specifically? I'm not sure, but... I'm not actually sure about why. Good question. I should actually find that out. And but just because you hmm. mentioned earlier that uh, graphology is sometimes considered a pseudoscience, what is a pseudoscience? So with science itself, um, it should always stand up to the same testing. So 
if you test water for example it should always react in a certain way like water should freeze at a certain temperature and you should be able to see the ice block but with handwriting because it's affected by our moods um, it cannot then be measured against the same tools every time so unfortunately handwriting is open to interpretation and how good the analyst is um, to interpret it okay how many people's handwriting have you analysed through your 10 years of being a handwriting analyst? Sure, probably thousands, because um, I do a lot of corporate wellness days. And so um, employees from all the different companies will come to me and I'll, I'll spend 15 to 20 minutes analysing each person. Sounds quite fun. You get, to, you get to meet new people just to look at their handwriting. I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's, but um, a lot of my friends won't even write me birthday cards anymore because they're scared I'm analysing them. <laughs> so then they'll <laughs> type so cards. A, so there's a good side <laughs> yes. of of being like a really fun job. Yes. But there's also, oh my God, I shouldn't write her a birthday card. She's going to start analysing yes. me and find out that I've done something. <laughs> yes. Except it doesn't work like that, but yes. Um, especially because in recruitment, um, if a company is hiring say, a, a financial director and they send me the handwriting, I will measure the handwriting against the requirements of the job. So if you're wanting high integrity, analytical skills, what their emotional intelligence is like, so do they lose their temper and beat up the staff, I'd be able to see that in their handwriting. So in the interview, they'll say how wonderful they are. How often do you see that they lose <laughs> okay, not their quite. temper? <laughs> I'm exaggerating. But okay, okay. <laughs> Just needed to check. <laughs> Can you help solve crimes with graphology? Because you said there's the analyst side and there's the forensic side. So the forensic would be more for the um, crime solving, and that would be more, mainly for fraud. So if there's a um, if there's a will in dispute or a signature in dispute on a will. Um, that's where the forensic handwriting analyst comes in. So it's more of crimes like fraud and stuff like that, but is it ever major crimes like a shooting or a murder or a bank robbery? If there's handwriting involved, yes. They bring in a graphologist or handwriting well, uh, analyst. If it's on the, if it's if it's somebody who's written in a, a host, what do you call it, a ransom note, that would be forensic. Um, so I did study that, but I don't practice it. I only do the, the personality side. But then you could look at things like if, a, if a, someone is going into court and you're the prosecutor, you would say to me, what do you see in this person's handwriting? Then you could say they've got a, a short temper, they um, tell a lot of lies, they are um, trying to please you, or whatever you can pick up it then will help the prosecutor form the right questions that are going to bring out the truth from that person. And just as the reason that you mentioned how graphology is used in solving crimes in court, are there any ways that graphology can be used to help? Yes, yeah, so if you, for example, have got, um, and this is actually how I, one of the reasons I was introduced to it, is um, when I was in HR, we had a, a big theft syndicate in the company, and um, somebody had forged paperwork to get the stock out of the company. And we sent a number of samples of different handwritings to the forensic person. And uh, she was able to identify the ringleader 
of that syndicate. Okay. How often do you work with the police in solving crimes? I have never. Does not appeal to me at all. <laughs> um, so out, purely out of... Um, sounds like a fairly... Sounds like a fair reason. That, but Yeah, just, there is so much crime in our country, so there is a lot of work to be done. So if you worked... So just the way that I'm getting it, if you worked with the police, you'll get calls like every second um can you come see this can you come see this and not just that then you've also got the problem of um well i don't know if i should be saying this but um then your name gets out there in terms of exposure and i'm not oh. sure i would want that for my family or myself. and it's also security for yourself mm. okay mm. um do you work with children i do mainly um for career guidance. So what subjects to study um, when you get to grade, what would it be, 10? Or what to study after school? Or what type of... Um, yeah, it's mainly for career guidance that I work with children. Okay. How could handwriting analysis, analysis work in children, or if not, why? So... You've got to be very responsible as a handwriting analyst. For example, if a psychologist comes to me and says, right, they want me to look at a, a drawing of a two-year-old um, and there's a custody issue between the parents, I'd have to be very careful with that. And then the psychologist would Why not be, would you have to be careful with it? Because I'd be influencing a custody battle of does the mother or the father get the child and where oh, are the problems lying? okay. But then the psychologist would also have to use her own findings in terms of does mine corroborate what she's finding or not. Um, it wouldn't be a standalone re report that, that would be able to say, okay, based on my report, this is the outcome. Okay. It would help the psychologist. Okay. So what exactly is your job within personality profiling slash graphology slash handwriting analysis? So I, main, I mainly work with companies. I do for the recruitment where I measure people against the, the requirements of the job and then the corporate wellness days. So I look at your strengths, your weaknesses. What, what are corporate wellness days? Just because you mentioned it earlier in the show. So if companies are having, um, they, they're doing a, a wellness day for their staff is um, they bring in a whole lot of suppliers. It will be things like medical aid, the brokers, a dietitian testing their fitness levels. Um, then they bring in massage ladies, and it's it's really a fun day sounds, for the people. It, that sounds fun, massages. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then I do the handwriting analysis. So I would look at things like how are your plannings. I would look at a person and say, okay, you need extra planning, a course to, on planning, time management, or you're excellent in this field. For example, I did work at a at a corporate wellness day and this man came up and he told me he was an engineer. And I said, I can see him being good at it, but it's not the job I would have put him in. Um, and we went through a whole discussion. And then a year later, when I went back for the next year, because they, they call me back quite often, he came and told me he was heading up the corporate sustainability program. So he was looking after the water program for the company. And he was perfect for that. So at the age of 40-odd, he changed careers thanks to the wellness day and um, was very happy in his new job. Really? Mm, so that's very rewarding. 
Sounds like a very rewarding job if you think about it enough. Can you tell some, because um, we've talked a bit about solving crimes and forensics mm -hmm. with graphology and handwriting analysis. Can you tell if someone's a criminal just by looking at their handwriting? Sort of, yes. You wouldn't, it, again, it wouldn't be a standalone, but you would be able to see the tendencies. There are certain um, signs that would cause a person to question that person's integrity, their, their morals and their values. Um, because when a person, if, if you're spontaneous, so you're writing naturally and you're comfortable, your handwriting will have a certain flow to it. If you're trying to cover things up, you have to slow down and you've got to think about what you're trying to cover. And so, if think about it, if you're going to steal a biscuit in the night out your pantry, you have to take your time. I'm, I'm using a child example. Ah, you okay. would have to check everything around you. You'd have to sneak into the pantry. You'd have to make sure it's safe. You make sure you put the lid on properly, that there's no crumbs lying around before you can sneak out again. And it's the same with It's the same writing. with your handwriting. Who You've got to watch out for crumbs. Your parents, who stole the cookie? Um, <laughs> Look around I... the mouth. Did not. not. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Just a, a follow-up question from, from my last question. Can you yeah. tell that someone has a mental illness by looking at their handwriting, like autism or ADHD or something like that? Yes, you would. Um, if you're looking at something like a personality that switches from day to day, you would need a few samples. You know, well, generally for that type of analysis, you'd need a few samples. Um, but yes, you can. There are certain signs for each different um, illness or, or disorder. Okay. But on the ADHD, I was, I was thinking about it just now after our discussion, and that's actually a, a superpower, having ADHD. If it's I have superpowers! Properly. You do. Yay! How is graphology used, just back to our mm. folly questions, how is graphology used in society as a whole, besides crime investigation and personality profiling? It's... It's more, there's more a need for it rather than a day-to-day -day thing. So it would be for a specific need like recruitment or you're looking at a relationship and how compatible the two are. Is this marriage going to work? Um, what areas, for example, if you look at relationships, one person might be a fighter and the other one withdraws um, and that will make each other angry. So how to, how to resolve that? But you wouldn't use it in day-to-day in -day life. It's, it's normally a need. Obviously, because I'm trained in it, I can't help it. I, anywhere I go, if someone signs, I'm automatically analysing them, but you're not really supposed to do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you know whose handwriting is who? Because if I think about it, you could be doing a personality profiling and you could take this and you can think, oh, this person is horrible, and they could be the best person ever. Uh, charity and everything, but you're looking at the totally different handwriting. So you have to be you have to be careful of that. Um, generally, you shouldn't be doing an analysis without a person's permission because it is quite invasive. Okay. Um, and I normally would ask you to write me one and a half pages for a detailed analysis on unlined paper. And then you have to sign your name at the bottom and confirming that you're authorizing this. And then anything I write, I have to discuss with you. But generally, you, 
I think I've had one person in all the years who told me my analysis was not at all like her personality. And I still question that woman, <laughs> if she's listening. That must, that must have been, I don't think I would very enjoy that, I'll tell her. I get, I, this is my job. If you don't like it, you shouldn't have asked for it. <laughs> uh, sometimes people aren't ready to hear things about themselves as well. And they try to cover it up by yes. saying, no, you're totally inaccurate. I look at my own handwriting and I think, geez, I'm quite insane and I work so hard at trying to be stable. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. But I look at my handwriting sometimes and I think, sure, I haven't come very far in life. <laughs> Um, ah. And then other times I'm proud of, of progress that I've made. Um, so we're not all ready to see. So it's not always rewarding, f not only for the people that you analyze, but it's not very rewarding for yourself because then you think, oh, I'm a really good person. And then you look at your handwriting yourself and you think, what yes. is wrong with me? <laughs> yes, I'm not so nice. I've got a sharp tongue. I'm sarcastic. Um, <laughs> you know? Oh, yes. no. Totally no. <laughs> okay. Your handwriting's lovely. Oh, thank you. Most of the time it's horrible, though. We have a public handwriting and we have a private handwriting. So generally you don't read someone's diary and analyze that because that's their private handwriting. It's, no. it's like you dress at home and then you dress for in public. They're oh, often okay. different. <laughs> okay. Are handwriting samples kept after being used? Um, if it's if it's um, for an important situation like a, a court case or something, then yes. But generally, if I'm doing a corporate wellness day, they either take it with them or I shred it after a couple of weeks. I keep it in case they have any questions that, later. But that generally, doesn't. That doesn't sound very rewarding. You spend hard work on on someone's, and then just to go through a shredder. Why <laughs> like, did I do that? You get the reward on the day um, when you ah, meet the people. Okay, okay, now I understand. If they are kept, where are they kept? So for people not finding them and looking through the handwriting. I generally store mine on my computer. I, I scan copies and keep it on there rather okay. than originals. Um, I would, I would, I don't know why, I had this picture in my head before when I was making those questions of a huge vault, filled and filled and filled and filled with paper, and it says this person's handwriting and this person's handwriting, but it's all just on a computer. Well, I suppose if you've got a court case, you would have to keep the the hard copies as oh, well, in which case okay. you would have a filing system. So it's not always that it's kept digitally, but in some cases, like a court case, it can be stored in a vault or somewhere that's protected. Yes, yes. Not sure about a vault, but definitely protected, mm, yes. Okay. Well, but I haven't done any of those high crimes for vaults. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they probably are. <laughs> Probably. Do you consider that when you're analysing the person's handwriting, do you consider the type of pen they use? Yes. Okay. And also the type of pen you use tells... Or the, pencil, maybe. Yes, but it will tell me about you before you even start writing. I'll give you a range to choose from, and you'll choose a pen that will suit your personality. So if you like a thin, sharp pen, pen or pencil, that will tell me something. If you like a thick, blotchy pen... That will tell me fountain pen. So that in itself will tell me about your personality. And then we'd also look at things like where you've, you've written. If you've written on a 
hard wooden table versus you've written on somewhere comfortable. That will also affect, because that affects your pressure of your handwriting. Okay. So earlier when you looked at my handwriting, it didn't take you very long, but um, how long does it usually take to analyse handwriting? So if it's for a, say like a corporate wellness day, that I'm, I will do on the spot and, and it will take 10 to 15 minutes of communicating with the person. If you were using it for a um, subject choices or career guidance, it would normally take me a good six to eight hours to work on one handwriting sample. But then you would have to write more than you gave me just now. And is everyone's handwriting unique to them? Yes, because we all come from our own um, roots. Yes. So all your traumas, your good and your positive life lessons will reflect in your handwriting. Really? So if someone was um, abused as a child, that will reflect in the handwriting. Um, okay. Are there different types of handwriting categories? Like you've got... You look at someone's handwriting and you say, okay, they're put into this category because it looks like um, you have a very, they lose their temper easily and they're not, they're not good with people. And then you've got another category. We're going to put them into this category because they're really good with people and they love cooking, but they weren't treated well as a child. Yes. Um, so you, you, we generally all fit into, um, Either introvert or extrovert. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that is? Uh, yes. Okay. But uh, just for some of our guests that don't okay. know, will you explain that? So the introvert is someone who's more um, a loner, that likes to work on by themselves. They don't need as much people interaction as an extrovert who thrives on being surrounded by people. Um, so they get pleasure out of seeing people, um, interacting with them, and they need them to almost fill their batteries, whereas an introvert is more quiet and alone. So those are the two main things that you would look at. Um, and then you would look at how analytical, artistic, investigative, realistic, social, conventional, or enterprising a person is. And we generally fit into one or two of those categories. I think after listening to that, I think I'm a little bit of an extrovert. Definitely. <laughs> I Thank saw you. that in your hand. So, extra, am I allowed to talk about your handwriting? Uh, yeah, um, sure, no problem. So, extrovert, um, you're very analytical, mm -hmm. um, social, um, investigative. Um, so that's why I that said, sounds like me a bit. Okay, so that's why I was saying. So you could look at things like forensic psychologist, industrial psychologist clinical psychologist, um, and then, of course, food featured for you. So you could look at t some type of creativity around food. So not just a cook, but something creative with it. Like, um, um, oh, like one of those chefs online that you see making these cakes that do not yes. look like cakes. Yes. But that would be fun. That sounds yes. fun. Because that's what shows in your handwriting. So... So we don't have to look at you when you're 40 and say, oh, we should have looked what at features, that. What features did you see in my handwriting that looked like I would fit those careers? So 
Remember, I'm taking it a bit, bit out of context because you didn't write much for me. Okay. Um, so I really am doing a bit of a pop psychology here. But um, it showed as, as analytical, but okay. you, you're quite objective with it, which is a very good trait. So it tells me that you're open to listening to people's ideas, but you're not a pushover. So you won't go and break rules to make people happy. You will okay. know when to stop. Okay, on that note, let's yes. take a song break. We will be back very soon. Okay. Kids for kids by kids. 
They are the high kids. Your host today is Benji. Colors of the wind from Pocahontas. This is high kids for kids. Kids. My name is Benjamin and you are still listening to the Chai Kids Show on 101.9 Chai FM. I have Michelle Barker in the studio with me. If you have any questions for her, you can send an SMS to 34519 or a telegram to 061-895-1019 or call 010-140-3020. Remind... Rem- Reminder that our guest song challenge for today is Pussin' Donkey, y'all. She's in superstitions. Black cats. Hmm. Okay. Now let's carry on with our questions. Okay. Um this is my last question. Okay. If you could say anything to the world, what would you say? To practice compassion and empathy, um, which is which are both skills that we can work on. We're taught from little, um, and we see a lot of people who are grown up that don't have it. But I do believe it's something that we can learn, um, and that bit of kindness will go a long way. Amazing answer. <laughs> okay, are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it. This is how it works. You can call us on o one o. One four zero three zero two zero. I repeat, zero one zero one four zero three zero two zero, and I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in ten seconds. I will start. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Nah, nas, nah, nurses nursing nasty. Nah, nas, nas, nurses nursing nasty. Nah, nas, nah, nurses nursing nasty. Nas, nah, nah, nursing nasty. That was difficult. Do we have any callers for the tongue twister? If not, let's do it with Michelle Barker. <laughs> Craig, please start the timer. Nan, nas, nightly nursing, nasty, nan. No words. Yeah. No, oh no, you win. Yeah. Well done. Um, well done. On that note, let's go for an ad break. Hi, kids. For kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Benji. Thank you for playing. Reminder that our guest song challenge for today is. The correct answer is Live in La Vida Loca from Trek 2. Well done to everyone who guessed it right. This is good. Five kids, four kids, five kids. My name is Benji and I've been your host for today. Thank you to my guest Michelle Barker for coming to my show, to my controller Craig and my producer Senna. And have a wonderful Women's Day. It's been a good one. Bye, guys.